Hello and welcome to this ISIS Energy podcast. This week we'll be looking at the LNG and gas markets, in particular uh, goings on in Europe. What we saw over winter was that Europe needed cargoes of LNG due to high gas demand, but did not particularly receive those. But there's been a bit of a switch as winter's come to an end where more cargoes have started arriving into the continent. We'll be talking today about why this is and whether it can be expected to continue. My name's Ben Lee, and here with me today we have Katia Kravtsova from ISIS, who looks at the LNG side of things, and we have uh, our colleague Jake who Jake Horslin, who looks at the gas side of things in Europe as well. So Katia, just to start off then, on the LNG side, why have we seen this uptick of cargoes into Europe? Uh, more than 50 LNG cargoes are expected to be delivered into European terminals uh, du- during April, and uh, the uptick coincided with uh, a drop in LNG demand from other markets uh, in Asia and the Middle East. This is shoulder season. Um, LNG contracts uh, between uh, Qatar suppliers and LNG buyers in other markets uh, could be uh, could be on a fixed basis. Uh, most of the contracts uh, into Europe from Qatar are flexible and the majority of the supply coming into Europe uh, this month is from Qatari producers. So this could be another reason that uh, supply should go somewhere and Europe is just uh, the easiest way to uh, send this supply. Uh, okay, I see. So with a bit of a drop-off of demand elsewhere, there's, Europe's been a bit of a dumping ground for LNG recently then. Jake, switching over to a gas perspective, does Europe actually need this gas at the moment? Um, It doesn't particularly have a great need for uh, extra gas at the moment. We haven't seen a particularly strong recovery in uh, prompt gas prices. But the the key point about Europe is that it has sort of flexible capacity to absorb gas when it needs to. Okay, what sort of volumes have we seen coming out of these LNG terminals then? Uh, Well, so the trend has been basically developed since since, since early March. um, And we saw a huge surge in energy sent out in March. Uh, up to the the highest level, the highest average daily level since November 2012. And there's been a further increase in April. So we're looking at probably the highest since September 2012, if this continues through to the end of the month. Yeah, so there's there's been a few milestones in recent weeks. Uh, In Italy, for example, we saw um, at the start of the month the highest send-out since July 2016. Uh, Last week in Belgium, we saw the highest send-out since May 2015. And yesterday and today, it looks like we're going to get record flows from the gate terminal in the Netherlands, which will be the highest since it started operations in 2011. Okay, a couple of milestones then. Just for a time reference, it's the 26th of April today uh, when we refer to today. So, Cassie, just jumping back to the LNG side then. So, can we expect a lot of vessels to continue to arrive into Europe in coming weeks and months? Yes, I think so. With uh, Qatari supply, you can all you, you never know uh, the exact uh, amount of LNG to come to Europe because of the flexibility side of that contract. But what we hear uh, from traders at the moment that uh, Egypt, which is uh, one of the uh, largest uh, markets uh, uh, with demand for LNG supply, has been deferring LNG cargoes in the past several weeks. And uh, sellers who supply those cargoes uh, are backed by uh, Qatari producers like Rasgas and Katagas, which have now to um, to work uh, with sellers on diversions of those cargoes that cannot be delivered into Egypt uh, at the moment, for whatever reason that is, and one of the potential destinations is Europe again. Okay, so there could be more vessels arriving in LNG. There's also uh, reload potential where 
um, vessels take out gas from from a particular place and deliver it elsewhere. Is there potential for for any reloads in Europe? Uh, well, we saw last re- uh, one reload this month, but it was uh, at Foss Terminal in France. We're not sure if that was a spot trade or not, so that could be considered as a proper reload, uh, like the ones that uh, took place last year. Uh, this may and may not repeat this year, uh, may not probably because of uh, there is an increase in LNG productions uh, um, uh, from the start of this year. Uh, there is an increase in production in the US, which will continue uh, to be rising, and those volumes will be delivered into Mexico and South America. Uh, and also uh, the spreads between uh, the NBP and uh, other markets uh, um, are very insignificant at the moment, so that's absolutely not profitable for traders to send a cargo for reload into Europe. Jake, I guess with um, not much reload potential and LNG cargoes coming into Europe, what's Europe likely to do with this LNG? Well, what it's doing at the moment is a lot of storage injections. Um, We began the summer period with far less gas in store than we did this time last year. Um, We've also got a rough outage uh, affecting injections in Britain, which increases the need for injections on mainland Europe, as that's going to have to cover some of the UK demand in the next winter. So that's a key part of it. Um, If the oversupply was to get too too great or or was to continue increasing beyond the capacity for storage injections, then we might see a flexible demand-side response from power generation assets. So in summary, we've seen an increase in LNG cargoes into Europe. But Europe is one of those places with flexibility to absorb the supply and use it in a variety of ways. So um, that is something that should continue going forward over the summer months. Thank you for listening. And if you'd like more information about our gas or LNG coverage, you can find out more information at www.icis.com. Thank you. (laughs) 